graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. You just lost yourself a customer. You think I own this business? You think I own Ikea? I'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice. I don't give a shit. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? Have them call me, I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. I know the sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? We can't go backwards, time marches on. You want the sale from 15 years ago too? When's it end, Diane? You want that price, you're gonna have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. You know how much money I spend here? More than you should. Meatballs ain't that good. Save your money. End my time. Doesn't matter how much you spend here. We don't thank our donors. This isn't PBS. Every time I come here, my order gets messed up. Then stop coming. Make my day. Every time you come here, your order's messed up. Sounds like you're making the mistake. Look inward. You're ordering the wrong shit. I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. Tell her she should be embarrassed. She raised someone to act like a baby in public. You wanna speak to the manager, please? The manager doesn't know what's going on. Haven't you ever worked anywhere before? I know that's not right. I used to work here. Well, things change. Sorry they didn't run it by you first. You used to work here. Well, I used to be happy. Then you walked in. Can you just check in the back? Can you just accept we don't have it? The back ain't some magical place. What do you think is back there? Santa's workshop? The only thing back there is a clipboard with our schedules and some brownies Darcy brought in. The website said it was in stock, and what do your eyes say? Sometimes it's wrong. The website also has pictures of employees smiling. You see that? You should go yell at your computer instead of me. It'll get you the same result. Nothing. This is cheaper at other stores. Then shop there. Why are you here? You need directions? I'll get you some. I'll call you an Uber. Cheaper at other stores. I don't set the prices. I'm a seasonal employee. You working hard or hardly working? I'm hardly laughing. I'm already at work. I don't have time for a second job pretending you're funny. Why don't you tell me something I don't hear every day? Like, thank you. You should open up more registers, and who's gonna work them? You think I'm the only one ringing you up because I called dibs? You want me to clone myself, or you saying you want to apply? Well, you see we're shorthanded. Where's your resume? I can't believe they have you working Thanksgiving. I can't believe you're shopping. Why do you think I'm here? It's because of you. I have to stand here for 15 hours so you can yell at me instead of your family. I work retail. I don't even remember what Thanksgiving is. The customer is always right about what? How to piss me off? You think you're God because you went shopping? You're not infallible, Susan. You're at the mall. Always right. That's why you're on your ninth try hitting the button for credit. Stay the fuck at home. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Blow and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. 
I'm Paul. And Paul, as we record this, I mean, we're recording it a little bit in advance, but hopefully we will release this on the nine-year anniversary of uh, Two Strangers, One Podcast, April 20th, 2012. It feels like, it literally feels like a lifetime ago. I mean, I've been doing my podcast, like, my daughter's 10 will be 11, and my podcast is 9. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, the, my, my me doing the podcast has been, you know, her whole life, pretty much. Um you know, mm-hmm. documenting uh, my life. And that's the whole thing is like, it's one of those deals where like, I know nobody listens to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we have our dedicated fans and I do get feedback and stuff like that. And I, and of course I love everybody who does listen to the podcast, but like if I was to die tomorrow, everybody would just go back and then start listening. <laughs> and not that I'm going anywhere, people trust me. I'm not, I, I don't plan on going anywhere, but you know, so, so basically I'll take the podcast, make it bigger after you die. And I'm good. Okay. I got you. Well, I'm just saying is that like, you know, people and and not that i expect my friends to listen to it because i don't and 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 the couple a couple people that do listen and they let me know about it and we and, and they'll mention like i'll talk about the funny thing is when i talk about something with somebody and then they go oh yeah you talked about that on the podcast and like and then i get like surprised I'm like oh you listened <laughs> but uh so you know it's nice you love that, me you really really love me. it's nice that the people are listening and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and 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 you know, and I I you know I have podcasts that I listen to that, that that are friends of mine and stuff like that. It's not I don't like some people like they listen to podcasts and it's all like people that are like celebrities and stuff like that. And of course you know me I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. And I listen to all his shit, but you know I listen to other podcasts that, like of my friends and stuff like that. But like you know if I drop dead tomorrow, <laughs> you know I'm pretty sure the numbers <laughs> that's the only way I get my numbers to go up is if I fucking drop dead tomorrow. Either that, well, or either that, or we need like a viral video, something to get the numbers up. But you know, for for the loyal listeners, I mean, I really appreciate it. Um, but you know, it just it it blows my mind that nine years, like like my career in corrections was almost ten. Well, my career in corrections was a little over ten years. Uh, you know, been doing this podcast nine years. My daughter, you know, like you know, and I'm 42. A, 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 almost a quarter of my life has been recorded on on a podcast. Uh, you know, so if I drop dead tomorrow, and of course, you know, don't let my daughter listen to this until she's over 18. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, she knows, she knows that, you know, daddy has hey man, a potty you gotta, mouth. Hey man, you gotta start losing weight, man, and that way you live longer. Well, no, I'm just talking about like if I get hit by a truck or something like that. <laughs> Dude, we know you're not gonna get hit by a truck. It's gonna be, it's gonna if be I your don't. weight, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I think the last time, okay, the last time we recorded, I don't know if it was after, so I'm not diabetic. And so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Oscar would love to hear that. Uh, I'm not diabetic. Of course, the doctor said, you know, you have to you have to look into losing weight. I mean, you know, that's let's not ignore. Let's not ignore that. I'm not diabetic. No social diseases. No STDs. You know, a couple times there, you know, I took I took <laughs> I took fate into my own hands and stuff like that. But uh, as of right now, uh, no social diseases. And uh, and diabetic, not di- not diabetic. I mean, knock on wood for the time being. I mean, I of course, I have to stay on top of that so it doesn't stay, so it stays that way where I'm staying not diabetic. Um, you know, just you know, because of my surgery, I kind of have an iron deficiency. You know, so I I, I take iron pills and, and I could tell when I get like you know I I get that fat guy thing sometimes like if you get up too fast and you get like lightheaded from getting up too fast, that's from that's like iron deficiency. Um. So I did, and then like I don't know if I told the story on the podcast a long time ago, like about three four years ago, when I was working at this company, I went to go donate blood, and I guess like they test your blood when you give it, and the lady was like, you have an iron deficiency, and because of that, we can't uh, we can't take your blood. So I do take iron pills now, 
and stuff like that. And the funny thing is, like, and and like it, it's weird because I want to take my iron pills because I hate that feeling when you wake up. Like if you know if you're going from like laying down in the bed to standing up or whatever, and you feel like fucking you're dizzy and shit like that. So uh, you know I stay on top, and I I and maybe it's psychosomatic, but I feel better after I take my iron pills. Um, and of course you know multivitamin, vitamin. <laughs> the doctor's like vitamin D, or you could actually go outside of be in the sun. You know? <laughs> like no, I'm not gonna be in the sun. I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking. Well, I mean of course if I start exercising, I'll be out getting the sun and stuff like that but i do got to take a uh, vitamin d because not that i have to but i mean you know i do like he goes you know you should really uh, work on your vitamin d intake so and no no vitamin not that fucking go there with that joke <laughs> um no vitamin d but okay so then um well yeah. i mean uh, i'm gonna kind of feel like that tomorrow i'm gonna have my second shot of moderna so oh you go for your second uh and and yep. let me tell you, and I got my second shot. Oh, that's right, because it was after the episode. Got my second shot, and it was funny because the first shot, the first shot knocked me on my ass. And I got the Pfizer. The first shot the next day, like I didn't want to get out of bed. Second shot the next day, I was fucking. I I actually felt better because I heard I heard I heard horror stories of like people like some people got diarrhea or they got you know lethargic and shit like that. I had my second shot, and the next day I, I felt like a million bucks, you know. So and you said you got the Moderna. Um, well, so like my first shot, it basically was, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but it, it felt like it was when, after, when he gave it to me, like, it felt like it was like, course, it's, it's weird to say this, but it was coursing through my veins kind of thing. Yeah. And then, so I felt like that for a little bit and then it went away and my arm was sore for about 24 hours. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like tetanus shot sore. You know how like you get the bump and it's yeah, sore it's for like stiff, almost yeah. a week. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like that. It was, um, it was kind of sore if I lifted my arm and then I had like some tiredness and fatigue to it. Definitely. So I'm kind of, and I've heard like horror stories for second shot, mm-hmm. like people getting the same thing, but also like, you know what I mean? Like, it just so I'm a little worried, like out for like 24 hours from after I get shot. I'm just like, cause I said to my, cause my mom wanted me over tomorrow, and I'm just like, I'm like, I said to her, I was like, eh, let me get the shot, and I'll tell you, because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so, I was worried. I, I was, I was, cause I was not like terrified, but I was sort of like, oh god, if it's any like the first shot, like I purposefully like made sure that the next day. Like, all I had to do was, like, you know, wake up in the morning and get my daughter ready for school. You know, you know, go, you know, part of my morning routine, you know, I get her up and I get her laptop ready. And, like, and I'll sit with her during, like, the first 20 minutes of class because it's sort of, like, the loose, like, it's like they're waiting for kids to sign on and they're kind of talking about stuff. And they'll have, like, and, and the teacher talks about, like, you know, uh, day, you know, the day-to-day news and stuff like that or stuff that the kids can talk about in class. So I'll sit with her for the first 20 minutes. And, like, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, um, the next day after the shot, I'm going to fucking, you know, I'll do that, you know, be with my daughter for the first 20 minutes. And then I was planning to just go right back to bed. The next morning, I fucking, I felt good. I was <laughs> taking care of shit around the house. Like, you know, I, luckily, like, knock on wood, I felt great. I mean, it was so, like, I had, and by the way, while you were talking, the cat was, like, touching the microphone with her paw. Oh. So if you hear a noise, that's her. <laughs> yeah. Um, But uh, I swear to God, I can't fucking do a podcast without her, like, sitting here. Like, so uh, you, when, are we, when are you coming to bed there, asshole? <laughs> um, but anyways, um, my first, it, it was, like, it was really weird because it was, I had the shot, 
and then I was kind I was pretty much fine and it was towards nighttime where I started to feel like fatigue and tiredness and then the next day it went all the way through to about like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then I was fine after that. Mm-hmm. so it was just like it was just really weird and but I mean other than that I mean if that's the worst I'm gonna get I'll be fine you know what I mean but I am a little concerned. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little concerned. I mean, just plan for plan for you to be on your ass. But like I said, I was playing and I wasn't, which kind of brings me into the like kind of like the, one of the things I had in my notes was about the Johnson and Johnson shot. You know, and I was getting real fucking jealous because there was these people like, oh, I only I only have to get one shot. I got the Johnson's ass. Like they're all fucking. Yeah, but the Johnson shit. and Johnson one really <laughs> isn't. It's not as effective. Though. Oh, okay. And and I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard anybody around here. In the Rochester area, like I haven't heard anybody getting the Johnson Johnson shot up here, nah, so yeah. I don't think anybody was really getting it. But I don't know that for sure either. Cause... Well, I mean, there was people on on Facebook, like you know, I got you know, I know people from like around the country, and like the the, the guy that I remember like specifically was getting uh, that was getting the Johnson Johnson shot shot. He lives like closer to Washington D.C. I believe in Virginia, so he was he was getting it there, and he was like, and it was like. You know, I don't think he has reason to lie about it, but, you know, uh, it was pretty much like, you know, like the earliest, like people were getting the Johnson & Johnson, he was talking about it. So, you know, and it, but I mean, you know, of course, just me just being jealous of, oh, I just get one shot. But, you know, now they're saying, now, okay, so here's the deal. So they're saying out of fucking millions of people who've gotten the Johnson & Johnson shot, six out of literally millions of people have gotten blood clots. Which you know, of course, you know, if you're the, if you're those six people, obviously that's very important to you. But, and one pure person died. And but I'm just saying statistically, <laughs> and then you know, if even if those six people all died, and I hate to put it like as, as I hate to put it as dark as that, you know, if six people six people die out of a million, you know, <laughs> it's still pretty good successful rate. And I hate I, and I'm not trying to sound mean and cold to you know that, but uh, you know, now the controversy is is that there's women who take like birth control pills. Where the numbers of like women getting blood clots and women dying are like ten times higher than Johnson and Johnson, and yet you know you could still go and get that birth control any day. <laughs> go right ahead, get the birth control. Oh, but when it's fine, when it comes to when it comes to you know the average, you know I don't hate to say the average person, but you know it's like oh women dying, nah, they go right ahead. <laughs> People are dying. Oh, now we got to fix this right now. Um, well, I mean, I, I think it was more or less because it was just very weird that all of a sudden this was happening. I think this was no, that was AstraZeneca was happening overseas. Um, but I think because they were concerned that like all of a sudden, like they nobody out of the blue, all these women and it's just women getting this. They were like, okay, well, maybe we need to check this. So it'll be interesting to see if like maybe some of these women like have the same thing going on. And that's yeah. why all of them had a blood clot, because that's what they were saying. I think that's what it was. But um, they should be coming out with something about it. So. Yeah, well, it's also, I mean, and I hate to sound like, you know, because of fucking fat and so loser, but it's sort of like, you know, if you're taking, if you're taking uh, birth controls because, you know, you, you don't want your partner to wear a con, like, because you have like an active sex life. And don't be wrong, I know women who take the pill they don't because they don't have an active sex life. And I know there's women who take uh like they take their they take birth control because it actually like makes their periods like less intense and like that. But I'm just saying is is as a birth control, it's voluntary. 
<laughs> as a vaccine it's like mandatory you like you know we all have to take that fucking vaccine you know you're 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 you know maybe stop taking fucking random dicks every day all day every day and then uh <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting fucking i mean i know that sounds cold and everything like that and and i think every woman that i've ever been with has probably taken <laughs> control of shit that but it's also like i said you know stop taking 50 dicks in you every day every week and uh then maybe we won't have to worry about getting blood clots worry about the dick clots don't worry about <laughs> Sometimes the opinions are crazy. Not necessarily. <laughs> I know. I'm a horrible, horrible person. Oh my God, um, Chris. And while I'm being a scumbag, let's talk about let's talk about something that's been burning a fucking hole in the back of my mind since it came out. Okay, so as things quote unquote get back to normal, uh, you know, we are, you know, there's been a rash of fucking mass shootings, and that okay. that's just that's you know, it's fucking disgusting. And I'm not getting the funny thing is actually I don't. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, there also seems to be, and of course, it's one of those deals where uh, shit like this has probably been going on for a long time, and it's only now that it's going in the news that we see more of it and stuff like that. And I understand that this country, yes, this country does have a problem when it, with it uh, when it comes to police-related violence, uh, and in particular, uh, you know, black people and uh, police-related violence. Now... That being said, you know, the stuff that's going on in the news, don't be wrong, it's horrible. You know, it's, it's horrible. There is, is there selective enforcement? Because, you, you know, it's funny. You see tons of videos where people will share stuff. And this is the shit that blows my mind. When you see people share a video of, like, a white guy, and it, it was this video recently where, like, this guy was, like, fighting with the police and arguing with the police and then, like, and literally just fucking drove away. You know, and, and like, and, pe- and the people's argument was, like, you know, if that was a black guy, he would have been shot a long time ago. And I'm here over here saying, no, those police should have shot that white guy too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when you see these, when you see these people fucking resisting police, or, or you know, that that kid that you know went to the riots, you know, he came from like two states away and he bought a fucking gun and shit like that. That kid should have been fucking shot also. Um, you know, they're they're so go on. I was gonna say, so you're talking about the the, the incident with the the police officer where he was resisting arrest and the the lady pulled the gun instead of the taser. Well, okay, so so yeah, that kind of okay. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I was I, I mean was, they're all mixed up honestly. Yeah, everything so I mean, everything is sort of mixed up right now, but okay. So I'm gonna start off. I want to start off my this little rant by saying that yes, I do recognize that there is a problem, and I do recognize that even though I am technically Puerto Rican, the color of my skin, you know, I've I've been I've been in plenty of car stops with police officers. Um, you know, I, just the other day, just like two three weeks ago, I pulled over, you know, and I got I got like a sobriety test fucking given to me on the fucking side of the road. You know what I'm saying? And I did the whole fucking thing. And I'm still here. I didn't go to court. Nothing happened. You know, uh, I would pull over, you know, I've had issues with my car, you know, uh, you know, expired, t- uh, not expired, t- you know, um, expired inspection, you know, because I didn't have, I just didn't have the money to fix my car at the time, you know, when times when this shit happened, you know, uh, you know, light out, you know, and the cops like to pull you over for a light out and never, ever have I ever felt in fear of my life. And of course, maybe that has to because, you know, I used to be a correctional officer for 10 years. I like to bring up that little fact whenever I <laughs> whenever I do get pulled over by a police officer. That's one of the first things I say out of my mouth. I said if it means anything, I was a correction officer with the state for ten years. Yada yada yada. I do understand that I I'm at at I'm at a advantage. I have um what's the word I'm looking for? Church. You look like yeah. a white guy. Just basically yeah yeah. I look like a white guy. I talk like a white guy. 
I'm also respectful to police officers. You know, when you see some people, and of course, you know, yes, a police officer is a police officer. They're they're a regular person like you that puts on a uniform and and such and such. But I've never I've never come at an officer with an attitude. And mm. and that being said, you know, I do understand that I'm at a bit of a disadvantage, and, and people are going to say, oh, just because if you've never had a problem with the cops doesn't mean. And I'm trying to say, no, I do understand that there is a problem in this country with cops, and cops will tend to shoot a black person faster than a white person. That's, that's just flat out say it. Okay, now I do want to talk about this fucking army lieutenant that got pulled over. Now, uh, I don't have his name off the top of my head. He's he's Afro-Hispanic. He's ac- he's half black, half Spanish. Let's just he's from Brooklyn, but he's down in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was Virginia or, or one of those. Uh, the, Virginia, it was like, yeah, Virginia or West Virginia, something like yeah, that. But continue. Thereabouts. Okay, so I'm watching this video, and once again, ten years correction officer. And and maybe it's just me that like I get like you know whenever and let me tell you cops knocked on my door today as a matter of fact had nothing to do with me I the, my, one of my neighbors would call the cops about something and the cops come and the cops I call cops uh, you know just from my years of being correctional I see a cop I call him sir yeah, what's going on you know because rang my bell he was like do you know what such such they called us and I said I had no fucking idea <laughs> I said you know I didn't say I had no fucking I said no sir I don't have any idea uh, you know and I just closed my door um. You know, I talk to I talk to cops with respect and stuff like that. So this guy mm. gets pulled over in and and I I wish I I wish I before I had before I started speaking that I I wish I had like a a counter on how many times the officers told this guy to get out of his car. So he's driving his SUV. They pulled him over. Amongst other things, he's driving with tinted windows, which is which is just a fucking no no. There's no fucking reason why you should have tinted windows on your car. There really isn't. You know what I'm saying? Or or at the very least, tinted windows in the front, because I believe you know the law. Well, I don't know. I believe the law is you have tinted windows like on your back door, like the the back passenger doors, but not the front doors. I don't know. I, yeah, I, the back the back window. It, well, it 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 varies by state. Usually, if you have your back windows tinted, that's okay. I think. If I remember correctly, but if you have your sides tinted, then that's that's a no no. Yeah. Apparently. Well, I think I think it's the but I mean the if it's a four door car, the two back doors could be fucking fucking limo black. You know, it's the two in the front, and that's the whole thing is that if you're driving around with tinted windows, you 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 have to have to expect being pulled over more than often. You know, I understand they're they're saying you know you got pulled over because he's black or whatever. No, you get pulled over. You have tinted windows. You know, it's it, it, you're Whoa. you're going to attract attention with tinted windows on your car. So, so let me and clean that paper, up. And a paper license, if I'm not well, mistaken. Well, let me let me clean that up a little bit. Um, let me clean that up a little bit because I, I think you I, I know what you were trying to say there. Basically, what they probably initially pulled him over for mm-hmm. was correct. How they handled it, as you'll get into here in a minute, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, okay. So no. So here's the deal. Okay. I understand as normal civilians, there you know, there especially in today's climate, you know, to have to question police officers, you know, the, the why, why, why am I being pulled over? Why am I, you know, what's going? On? And then I, the cops are also just, and, and once again, the cops are wrong in this situation, but they were also kind of pissed off because like they had to follow him for a little while because he wanted to drive until until he got to a gas station, which once again on his for his for his argument makes sense. And they tell people that, you know, that that if you feel like you're unsafe or whatever, pull into your you can you can drive until you're pulled over. Because that's what happened to me when I got pulled over when I had the fucking sobriety test put on me. Because, okay, so the car in front of me, like at the last second, veered off the highway and got on the ramp. 
and actually got, uh, the got in got in front of me. And then the police car was the, the state trooper was behind me. And then the state trooper put on his lights. So I kept driving. I thought he was going after the guy that fucking zoomed at the last second <laughs> from the highway to the ramp. So then, you know, the kind of the state trooper was like, well, why'd you take so long to pull over? I said, I thought you were going after the guy in front of me, <laughs> you know. So, uh, so, all right. So this guy, he pulls into a, 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 a gas station, a well-lit gas station. Makes sense. Now the which cop, is perfectly fine in doing Which that. is perfectly fine, whatever. But now the cops say 30 fucking times, get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car. Now, once again, if this was a civilian, this was someone who, who, who never, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we there's thank goodness for our servicemen and women out there. This is a guy who was in uniform, you know, probably, you know, sometime during that day, he was at a military base and some sort of some sort of active activity, you know, and they're telling him 30 fucking times, get the fuck out of the car. And it was infuriating, in my in my opinion, to watch somebody being told, ordered 30 fucking times, get the fuck out of the car because what's going on? What's get the fuck out of the car now? And once again, it's so infuriating because and then there's people like now automatically there's people who go, oh, this shows that cops, they don't care. You know, they don't care if you work, if you for the if you're if you work for the military or, you know, if you're in the service, they don't care if you're black or white. If you're still black, they don't care. Have you ever heard of a thing called stolen valor? <laughs> stolen valor, which is literally against the law and 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 arrestable and stuff like that. Stolen valor is when you wear a uniform and and you pretend that you're someone in the service. And there's plenty of <laughs> there's plenty of cringy videos of it, of it on YouTube where there's people who pretend to be off pretend to be in service people. Well, they'll go to McDonald's and they order food with the intention of like the person working at the McDonald's gives them the food for free. Or those people like, you know, they'll be there for like for almost like or they'll be like, oh, I'm collecting for an officer's fund. And like, you know, and you see the video and the guy's wearing like a, 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 a jacket, you know, from the Marines and pants in the Army and an Air Force hat. There is a thing called stolen valor. So just because the guy's in a uniform does not necessarily mean he's an officer. Shit, I could go right now and fucking buy some camouflage shit. I could go buy some camouflage shit off of eBay and walk around and pretend I'm a fucking officer. How about you get the fuck out of the car? Or give the guys give the, you know or give the guys your ID and let them see that you're a military guy. So I, that argument of like oh they don't care if you're even in the military. He did not prove it. Being in uniform does not prove this has no way shape or form proof that you're a serviceman a service person. And and then to hear that this guy's a lieutenant now I, I believe they said I believe I did a little homework and they said he's a second lieutenant. You know they have these officer positions. You know like if you do like ROTC and shit like that like they automatically give you. Um, like you get the promotion as soon as you you know graduate high school and shit like that, but I would love to speak to this guy's fucking drill sergeant because I don't understand how you can give someone an order thirty fucking times, get the fuck out of the car. What's going on? What's going? Get the fuck out of the car. You were given a legal fucking order. It's a parse. It's a car stop. We're not here to fucking debate. We're not here to fucking, uh, you know, because, you know, and I understand this whole thing of like, you know, there's people like giving their rights, like, uh, you know, you don't, when the cops ask you a question, you know, I don't have to answer that. And, you know, you have to ask the cops, am I being detained? I understand all of that. What's going on? Like the fucking, the dummy sound on his face. And this guy's a fucking lieutenant. And let me tell you, and I would also, I would love to be one of his fucking un- officers under him. Because apparently, you know, you're given a direct order and you don't have to follow it. 
<laughs> because you know, you know, get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car. What's going on? I would love to be one of his inferior officers. Like he gives me an order, go, you know, go mop the fucking floor in the hallway, or whatever. Well, what's going on? Why do I have to mop the floor? It's not your job to question what the fuck is going on. You follow orders, and even though police and military have no rank over each other you know it is it 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 scares me and it bothers me that someone who's in the military has a problem with taking orders especially something as simple as a car stop as in get the fuck out of your car you know it's a different story when it happens to civilians once again civilians don't understand the chain of command and all this other stuff you know people need to get the shit out of their head like cops are going to wake up and be like we're going to kill ourselves a black person today that's not how it fucking works and, and, you know, for this guy, you know, what's going on? Get the fuck out of the car and we'll find out. You want to get, I'm pulling, I'm stopping, I'm pulling over. Let me see your ID. Let me see. Because, you know, all of, all of the shit could have been avoided had he just got the fuck out of the car. And, and then they say, we're going to mace you. He still didn't get the fuck out of the car. And then he has his fucking dog in the backseat and his dog got maced too. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Like the cops, you know, the cops are macing the guy, get the dog in the back. Oh no, my dog's. Well, you should have thought about that. You know, when the cops told you the 30 other times to get the fuck out of the car. This is not a time. This You're not This isn't. You're not making a fucking stand here. Get the fuck out of the car, and all of this could have been avoided. Especially that he's in the military and stuff like that. And then even the guy, one of the cops was a serviceman at one time, one point. I'm in the military, too. I was in the military, too. They, what, what probably would have happened, let's, in another fucking alternate timeline, he gets pulled over. Oh, you're an officer, too? And once again, it's happened to me. I said I was a correction officer, yada, yada, yada. That's, you know, the thin blue line, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, the cop would have said, well, you're, you got your windows are tinted a little too dark. You know, we pulled you over because you have a fucking paper license plate and, and your windows are a little too tinted. Get that taken care of in the morning. Have a nice night <laughs> and drove away. But this guy wants to fucking buck the system. And, and I don't understand. It bothers me that, that this guy, you know, who's supposed to be in our military fucking question it's not your job to question an authority this and it's not like they're asking him to do something illegal get the fuck out of your car and then the funny thing is the younger officer was like just get out of your car man it's funny, you know the older guy that was the military is screaming and then the younger cop who doesn't want this to be he doesn't want this going on youtube you know the utah the younger cop is obviously very savvy just listen to him just get out of the car you know trying to appeal to this fucking guy well okay I actually thought I didn't think that you were gonna go in that direction. I I mm. thought you were gonna. Uh, I I gotta disagree with you on this. I, okay. I, I can't I can't disagree. I, so I get what you're saying about people wearing fake um, military uniforms. Mm-hmm. But for me, as an officer of the law, if I see somebody wearing a military uniform, I'm gonna come up to their. First of all, I'm not gonna approach them. I'm not gonna get out of my police and immediately point a gun at a car. Okay. Now. If if this was a situation where, like, they had heard that some car matching that description was stolen, mm-hmm. and that's why they drove their gun, I'm perfectly fine with that. But the fact that they came guns blazing at first, I don't care if that's a black guy, a white guy, a Puerto Rican guy, and a fucking green alien from another world. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can't do that. And mm-hmm. I would be questioning too. So, um, first of all, like I said in the beginning, like when we started first started talking about this. The reason they pulled him over legit, I mean, they didn't know. I mean, they didn't know that this guy was black. All they saw was a <laughs> they car couldn't. With no His fucking windows were tinted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you couldn't you couldn't tell like who who that was in the seat. So I, I again, I don't fault the officers for that. What I fault the officers for doing, number one, like you said, 
it is perfectly fine for some for you to drive to a place where it's well lit. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the fucking country and there's no no fucking gas station to be seen for miles, pull your ass over. But if you like, I, I'm assuming that this guy saw a gas station, you know, directed them in that direction and basically, you know, was like, I'm gonna get a, I'm I'm gonna stop here, pull me over here, so there's light. I get that completely. Obviously, the man's a black man. He's probably scared for his life, and I completely understand that. But number one, the first the first wrong thing he did was come out guns blazing. Uh, you don't do that. Not in this club. Well, I think you go I gotta, the, you go... I gotta rewatch the video because they told him get out of the car. No, dude. They, if came, I have to say they got out of their car, pointed guns at the car, and then said get out of the car. All right, I'll take the I'll guy... take your word for it. Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, you you might want to go back and watch them because and then I, part of their orders was put your hands outside the car. He did that. He complied. Mm-hmm. And while he was complying with that, he says he says to the officer, "What are you? Why do you have your guns? Out? Why are you pulling me over?" You know. And for me, first of all, if I'm an officer and I see a man in military gear, I'm gonna go, "Okay, I don't think this guy's a threat. Let me see your ID, your military. All right, dude. Do you understand why I'm pulling you over?" I don't see any plates in your car. And, you know, the guy would probably be like, okay, well, this is this is where the plates are. I run the plate, make sure the paper plate's good, and say, listen, dude, you got to try to do something so we know that it is. I'll let you go right now, but that's it. That's how I would have handled the situation. Mm-hmm. But to, like, over-escalate situation, like, I just, uh, that that to me, especially when the when the officer, when the military guy is in military garb, you know, it's it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, like, whole, but I mean, you... he, but hearing a military guy not following orders would, in my mind, make say this guy's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, but but let me ask you a question: If you're a black man and you pull over into a into a well lit area because you don't want because of everything that's been happening, and all of a sudden the police officers get out with guns, aren't you going to ask them what the fuck's going on? I'm going to ask them what the fuck's going on. They do that if they did that to me as a white man, I'd fucking I would say the same thing. Like, dude, why do you have your guns drawn on me? I would start recording that too and being like, listen, like you need to explain to me what the hell is going on, or I'm not getting out of this car. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to call 911 on you, and be like, why am I being pulled over? I also would have asked for sergeant. I don't know if he did. I don't think he did, mm-hmm. but I would have not not a sergeant, but like He's whoever the the officer in charge at that point. Get him out there. Get the superior officer out there. Was like, like, I'm 99 percent sure that no arrest can be made until a sergeant's on scene. Maybe I'm confusing that with just New York, but you know. Yeah, I, the, I mean, the, I, there's I don't no know such, an arrest can't be made until a sergeant's on the scene to prove it, for the lack of a better term. But go on, I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of just what what was really annoying me was is like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, how, you, you can't sit there and pull somebody over with guns blaze and then think that they're not going to question you about why that's happened. You know what I mean? Like you just, you just can't do that. Like, and, and I'm, uh, you know, that, that was their first mistake. The second mistake was when the guy puts, puts his fucking hands out the car, has his hands out the car the whole time and just asking for these motherfuckers to tell him like what the hell's going on. And all of a sudden now we got a fucking, these, these officers with big dicks sitting there saying, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to mace you. And they maced him. Like, you you basically just set yourself up to be like you know like it it just doesn't it just was not the right way to do things and i am you know what i mean like i just don't think that they should have they should have handled that in such a better fashion they didn't yeah. you know what i mean i don't know it's just 
you know, I, like I said, if you're Joe Blow off the street, you know, I, that's one thing. But if you're in the fucking military, follow orders, respect the chain of command, respect authority. You know, and but I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna... you, I honestly, the, I honestly feel you have nothing to worry about, especially if you're in uniform. If you're a black man and you're in uniform, you know, like, like that's almost like, like, you know, you're kind of letting the cops know, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm not a threat. I'm, 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 I'm a law-abiding citizen. You know, and when I'm telling, when well, the officer is giving you a direct order that you continue, continually, you know, you question. You know, then like you're like not, you're not. It's not your job to question. <laughs> your job is to fucking follow well, orders. And you're in the military. You know, your job is. I don't know. It, it just bothers me because of you know. And like I said, and I was a fucking correctional officer. We're nowhere near the military, but you know, there's a chain of command. And and once and I understand the police have no real authority over officers over army. But I'm just saying is you know why is it I've never had a problem because if the cops say get out of the car, I get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> you know this whole thing could have been avoided in my opinion. You know but I mean dude the the way that these officers escalated like I just I just couldn't see like whoever has the gun wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I, I, I know what you know, saying, call that survival I, I, instinct or whatever. But you know, I mean, you know, if if I'm, you know, if two people have a gun, and even if I was one person with a gun, the two people would have a gun. The people who have guns pointed at me are 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 are, are winning this conversation. There's are winning this this well, no, this, no. this. There's you know, well, I, I I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, man. You got to understand too, like we we as citizens have rights, and if if you're not doing shit and an officer pulls up and starts pointing a gun at you, how do you know that's not a fucking fake ass uh, police officer? Cause that shit happens too, man. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, like I would have called the fucking cops on him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't see, I, I don't, I don't understand like what, why these officers couldn't have handled this a lot better. You know what I mean? Like they, they could have handled this so much better instead of escalating to the point of where it got. And then at the end, basically, um, they didn't even, they, they didn't even know that he had the plates and they didn't even know, like, um, they started de-escalating after they had him out of the car. It's like, dude, you could have handled this so much fucking better, yet you wanted to handle this in a fucking like, escalated way. Like, that's not how you're going to do, that's not how you do stuff like this. But okay, so like, nobody, and this is, I mean, this we, we had this conversation years ago in this podcast back when Philandro Castile and all that, you know, nobody wins fighting the cops. Nobody, you know, you know, there's, there, to sit there and question, you're not going to fucking, you're not, you know, there's no, there's no situation Okay, like, okay, and I think we talked about the podcast, we talked before the podcast, you know, there was a video online where they're like this white guy talking to cops, and like, he's being very resistant and stuff like that, and and there's even like a police dog there and stuff like that, and this guy just has the balls to just fucking up and drive away uh, in the middle, and, and, and of course, you know, the, the, the consensus of this video was like, look at how this white guy could just drive away from the cops, had he been black, he would have been shot. And, and in my opinion, is that guy should have been shot. <laughs> okay, why the black? You start resisting the cops, then then you're gonna get shot, or you, quite frankly, you should get shot because if you're gonna resist the cops, it takes two seconds. If you're gonna, if you're, I've been pulled over, I've been stopped, I've been pulled out of my car and shit like that. If you have anything wrong, if there's something wrong, you're gonna go to jail. I'd rather go to jail, <laughs> or you know, you go spend a night in fucking county jail and see the judge in the morning, than be dead. Because there's there's no there, nobody wins arguing with fucking cops. Well, I, I'm, what I'm saying to you is is I think it could have been handled both ways. There there 
there's an argument for both ways handled. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there are ways that this could have been handled a lot better from both people. You know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it should have been handled a lot better and it wasn't, you know, and that, that has to, that, that's the cops and that's, that's yeah. them not doing what they're supposed to be doing. No, like, and it's the same thing, you know, as once again, you know, we're talking about for the podcast, the issue with the female cop that pulled out what she thought was her taser and was her gun. And then even now, even, see, that was even by the, different. even by the, by the body cam footage, she was like, I, I, I thought I tased them. I shot them. I shot. Like, even like you could tell from our instant reaction that she thought, but also let's, what's the common factor here? The person was fucking resisting. You know what I'm saying? Well, so that one's that one's completely different, Chris, because that dude, that dude, they they had him out of the car, they were arresting him, and then he got out of the cuffs, ran into his car, and sped away. Mm-hmm. And from the sounds of it, this small community where these police officers rarely get see anything, this lady who this this police officer who has 26 years experience basically went, you know, I'm, you know, basically pulled the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I see – and that's one of the things that I hate about the media is the media is like, well, you know, she should have known better. It's like you don't know better in the heat of the moment. I'm yeah. not sitting – if I in the heat of the moment, if some dude is resisting arrest and gets out, I'm not thinking, is my teaser on the left or the right? Like I, I'm not thinking that. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm just going to get something and do what I need to do. By the way, it like you said, it doesn't sound like she was meaning that on purpose. It was – yeah. It happened. I mean, it's but not the like common she factor went, is you're resisting. They don't stop. Yeah, and no, no, I do that. In that situation, I can agree with you. He was resisting arrest. They had to do what they had to do. And yes, okay, it's tragic that the kid got shot. But I hate to say it, but like, it's why are we charging this officer with with murder when this dude resisted arrest and got in his car and sped away? Like, you know, like, yeah, she made a mistake. But guess what? That doesn't mean that she should be thrown in jail for the rest of her life over it. I'm sorry, but I can't. And and could and uh, let me just be real here for when I hear this when I hear about this issue, they're like 26 years on the job. She was like a union rep, all this other shit. I guarantee you, she was an officer. It's not that's not a regular officer that 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 tours that you know that does regular patrols like that. And they said she was training also. I guarantee you, and I you know I have no official word on it, but it's just you know when I being <laughs> being in law enforcement, I guarantee it's you one of those things where. Getting... But I'm just saying, it's one of the, there's, there's people who, when when you work a job like that, there's people who patrol, people who do really do work, and then there's people who fucking sit at a desk all day. And and yeah. you know, at well, you know, maybe you know, maybe they did patrol at one point, and then you know, now they're behind a desk all day. And like, yeah, technically they can go out and patrol and do all this shit. They generally don't. And I will put fucking money that she's a fucking desk jockey. You know, saying she was one of those, and then you know she goes, you know, <laughs> one day she goes out well, and fucking on patrol, she pulls out her fucking gun instead of her taser. I I'll put money on that. You know, I mean, it could it could be as simple as that, Chris. But from what I heard, this is a small town. Like even one of the experts they were that was talking CNN, he's like, you know, the the one thing that the one thing that you gotta, you know, I'm not saying that she made him. I'm not saying that it it absolves her, but you know, she this is a small town where they rarely probably see something like this happen. So you know, I, while I understand, like, yeah, it's tragic to lose another life. Yeah, it's tragic. It's not about this kid being black. It's about this kid resisted re- arrest, and this is the consequence of what happened. It's mm-hmm. sad that the du- the dude died, and, and you know I don't I don't like that it happened either. But that doesn't mean the woman was like sitting there thinking like, 
is my taser here? Whatever. Like in the heat of the moment, I'm not thinking that I'm thinking, let's subdue this dude, get him under control if I can and stop him from resisting arrest. Because here's the other thing, dude, what happens if this dude jumps in the car, there's a gun in the car. And now, you know, now I got a gun. Now I got a, now I, now I'm in a whole different situation because I'm fighting for my life. Like, yeah, you know, for me, man, like I, I'm not saying that she should have shot the kid, but in the heat of the moment, are you really thinking that? No. And I don't, th- I don't take this as one of those. Well, it's about a black person. It's not about a black person, you know. And I, and I also see like, like for example, I saw on Twitter and one of the, um, I want to say Gabrielle Union shared it, where like this, they were trying to like these police officers were trying to subdue some white guy. He got away, got into the police car, and sped away. And she's like, well, you see how the white dude was taken. Uh, I don't think <laughs> these police officers are thinking, well, you know, that dude's white, so I'm going to treat him differently than that black dude over there. Um, if I'm a I've seen plenty officer, of videos of white because there, 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 there is this whole equivalency. Oh, well, if this was a, if he was black, he would have been shot. And it's, I swear to God, it reminds me of like when you were a kid and you like, you ask your parents, like, can I, you know, can I go do something? And your parents say no. And they're like, well, well. Well, you know, Timmy's parents let them do it, and the parents are like, "I'm not fucking Timmy's." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. Timmy. I'm not Timmy's mom. And it's like there's this weird sort of like false equivalency. Like if he was white, you know, he, if he was black, he would have gotten shot. And I'm... you know, and don't be wrong, I see plenty of videos where these guys resisting should have been shot. You know what I'm saying, please pl- plug a hole in this fucking cracker, motherfucker. You know, and, yeah. and, but it's why the cops didn't react. They reacted. I don't know. Well, and, and, and so understand so that you're at a disadvantage. Understand that for the time being, sociologically, you're at a disadvantage. Fucking play the fucking role. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be one of these. One of these Trump dudes. And I hate to. I hate to give them any like. Yeah, you're. You're saying. You're saying something that's true. But Asians are being attacked by African Americans, and we don't say that, but we see it in the video, and we know what's going on. So it's like, you know, we can go different directions if we need to here. Like. We got to understand something like we're we're coming out of a of a, of a pandemic where, you know, tensions are high. And I'm, I'm really like I said it the other day, like this is if coming out of a pandemic means we're going to deal with all this crap and it's going to be even worse. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't I want to go back into the band. I want to go back into being isolated, like because there were no shootings. I mean, we've. Or, you know, we've we've had so many mass shootings, like we're not going to go into them, but like it, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you know, it, it's it's like you're sitting here and you're looking at your computer screen. And you're going, why is this happening? Like, yeah. like we shouldn't be going through with all this bullshit. And, and you know, the one getting back to what I was policing, like I'm, I'm really worried we're going to get into a point where we don't where police officers are going to get hurt a lot a lot and it's going to be to the point where our police officers aren't going to be able to defend themselves like you know the one thing that 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 kills me about these laws that they want to put into effect never once do i hear and i know i know every single congress and house member would vote for this getting funding to every single police department for for guns or not guns, I'm sorry, for, for the uh, the body-worn camera. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, the most neutral thing that you can give to a police officer that will either prove, prove they are innocent or guilty is a, is a, is a, is a camp. So why wouldn't you give federal funding every single police department 
to have body-worn cameras. Because here's the thing. We're, we're talking 2021, and not every single police department has body-worn cameras. Like, that to me, for example, is one of the things that just makes me, just makes me, blows my mind. Because I'm just like, I, I don't get how we're in 2021 and not every police department has that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, along with that federal, we say to the police officer, unless there's a malfunction with your camera at the time that, you know, that happens and we prove it, if your cam's not on and something happens, you're going to jail. Like, it's that simple. It's that fucking simple. And I don't understand why we can't be simple in this country. Do the simple things that we can get done. Do the things that make sense. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's, that's just kind of my point. I mean, the, yeah, this kid, it's tragic. The kid died. He had a kid. He had, I think it was a girlfriend. I don't know if it was a wife. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're resisting arrest and something happens to you, I hate to tell you, but you resisted arrest. It's not like this woman was going out to kill you. This woman shot you because you were resisting arrest. Like you didn't comply. Yeah, this like, is a it's, class example. I mean, and what's it's not like, and it's not like I'm the world's most fucking street savvy person or whatever. But you know, it's it's the it's the law of you know. It's like the said, law of the land. Is so whoever has the whoever has the gun wins the argument. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's it, not it's not even that, Chris. It's it's not even that. It's 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 we have laws in this country. Police officer, if you're being arrested for something, and clearly this kid was being arrested for. It shows it on the in, on the on the body cam. Like, why are you? Why do you then? Oh, well, I'm gonna run away from the police officer. Mm -hmm. You do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously th automatically think you're a threat. And to be honest with you, if I didn't, even if I had a taser, I'd probably pull out my gun and be like, "You need to get the hell out of the car right now, or I will shoot you." Well, it's, I mean, it's like you know, if you if you flip, you know, if you're getting mugged. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I know that's an equivalent I'm doing equivalency to cops and criminals. But I'm just saying is if someone has a gun and they say get out of the car and they're there to take your car, get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> Let them you're you're not gonna win unless you happen to have a gun on you also. You're not gonna win. Let let you know, and the same thing with a cop, you know. And once again, they get people need to get out of their heads that cops gonna that cops wake up all day, you know, every day saying, Oh word today is the day we kill a black person. If the cops say you get the fuck out of the car, get the fuck out of the car. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe that makes me sound like a fucking bootlicker or whatever and whatever then I'm a fucking bootlicker. I love the taste of fucking uh shoe shine. You know, but you know, I I haven't gotten shot. I don't I don't fear I don't fear for my life to get pulled over, and I do understand my privilege and stuff like that because of the color. And I understand that, but also just common sense saying I'm not gonna do certain things. You know, cop if a cop says get the fuck out of the car, I get out of the car. If a fucking if, I, if I'm because you know, Rochester does now have, have has an awful rash of fucking uh, carjackings, which is the thing which is happening in Rochester right now. I think they're, they've caught the people so far. So. Well, but a woman was just last night. I mean, according to the news, I was I was watching yeah. the news before the podcast. If a guy comes up to my car at fucking the traffic light, says get out of the car. Guess what the fuck I'm doing? I'm getting the fuck out of the car. Yeah, I have you know. Well, the car has OnStar, so <laughs> but, you know. Then I'll you know I'm not gonna argue with the person with the gun. You know, my survival instincts, the the way I was raised is you don't, you know, and, and this is not the time to make a fucking, you know, I'll, I'll walk, I'll live no, to I'll survive just another day. I'll one Exactly. I'll be like, here's the phone. Would you, would you like to tell them what you're doing? I have the car and then, you know, and then later on, then when the cops get in the car later on after, you know, use the GPS or whatever, then that's another story. But the time being, you want the car, you can have the car. You want me to get out of the car? I'll get the fuck out of the car. You know, I'm just, you know, survival instinct says don't argue with Um, let's, uh, let's move on. I think we're beating a dead horse. Uh, Dogecoin, and I, I had mentioned this. I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before? 
No, I'm good. Keep okay. going. No, the Dogecoin, which I'm fucking kicking myself. Uh, because okay, and do you know? Do you, okay, so you know there was a thing a couple months back about the Game Stock, GameStop stocks that all these guys they you know they 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 had the hedge fund that you know these people colluded against and 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 kind of bankrupted of a fucking hedge fund. Uh, then, you know, the next thing that was sort of, uh, being the big push was Dogecoin, you know, an equivalent to a Bitcoin where it's cryptocurrency, there's a whole chain, the blockchains, and it's all stuff that's recorded online and stuff like that. And it has value because people give it value. I mean, you know, same thing with, (laughs) same thing with real paper money. It's a whole, it's a concept in our head of what has money, you know, and so Bitcoins, which have been around for years, you know, like. You know, I was watching this video where this girl, like I said, like the guy gave her a Bitcoin back in like 2013 and she had forgotten all about it. And then she, then she looked up now and like, you know, like one Bitcoin, you know, $30,000, some ridiculous amount of like just one. And so now this new thing is one of the new things called the Dogecoin. Doge being sound like a dog, dog coin, which sort of started as a joke. It's sort of like mocking Bitcoin, but it was one of those things where like people started taking it fucking seriously. And now uh, Dogecoin is starting to pick up the pace. Now, uh, I, I'm, I am kind of kicking myself because I did buy some Dogecoin, but then I sold it because I needed some money for my car. And I'm kicking myself now because as we're recording this, like when this when the GameStop Game Stonks thing happened, Dogecoin was at two cents. Uh, you know, now it's at thirty. <laughs> so I would have had, had had I sold it today, I would have made fifteen percent. I would have times 15 whatever and it only had i only had like two three hundred dollars but that i needed that money for my car and also that being said i had it done through the robin hood app and let me tell you robin hood is sketchy they're they're very sketchy and what they do is sort of like and don't be wrong like you sit there and you kind of agree to play by their rules in the beginning so um like i had put money into to and i needed to take money out for my car i put my i still haven't gotten all my money out of it yet like, they hold on to your fucking money. You know, a lot of people think it's like a quick pump and dump thing where you can... Robin Hood doesn't let you do that. You can't just put money on it, then, you know, then it goes up and then you sell it tomorrow. They make you wait days and days and days for a transaction to go through. That's... And, and, and they do it on purpose. And once again, I know I've put more... And it's weird because I have... Let's see, like, I have my portfolio and it lets me know what my portfolio is, but I can't touch that money right now. It's a very, you know... And then, so I was looking to... Now, and once again, when you buy Dogecoin through... Robinhood, you, you don't really own the Dogecoin. You're buying it through them, and they're buying it, if that makes any sense. Like, you're not buying it directly. So I said, okay, let me go, and I look up, and I try to look up getting Dogecoin for myself, like going directly go to the source. And it's weird because in New York State, you can't buy Dogecoin. There's a, there's a, the big, the big website, a website called Binance, and, and it sounds like I'm speaking Greek, Dogecoin, Binance. They will not let you buy Dogecoin if you live in New York. And I don't know why it's a weird fucking thing. And, and, you know, and I don't want to fucking, you know, I don't want to hook up with other people and try to you know, start an account in another state and shit like that. So I can't. So what I have been doing recently is I have been mining. I've been doing the Dogecoin mining, which once again, it's a bit of a scam because, you know, you mine, you mine, you mine, and you don't get your money into hit $50, $50, for lack of a better term. And it takes like, even in a day, you won't make like a dollar. You know what I'm saying? And I got, <laughs> you know, I got my computer running and shit like that. So, I mean, and then plus, like, you know, what I think what they're doing is, you know, they're mining and they're, they're, and, and they even say, like, they keep a percentage. That's what they do. They keep 1% of whatever you're mining, the apps that you use. So I've been trying to get into it or whatever, but, you know, but I am kind of kicking myself because, you know, had I kept that, had I not needed that money for my, and it's not like I pulled it out because it's a goof off. I needed money for my car. 
I fucking, you know, I had to pull it out, so now I'm kicking myself. Cause I, you know, it would have been about the equivalent of about three grand or something like that. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm still mine, so hopefully, you know. And the stuff that's mine, I'm not going to get rid of. The stuff of mine, I'm going to hold on to. And then, you know, <laughs> like the people with Bitcoin, you know, 13 years from now or whatever, maybe I'll have some good money. But so, so there's that. Uh, Bernie Madoff is dead. Good. I hope he's burning hell. Uh, Queen, uh, Prince Philip. And I posted about this on Facebook. He died. The, and I, I, did, I did not know the Queen of England was married. I thought she was just an old lady who lived in a castle. When, you know, I mean, I knew she had kids and shit like that. For some reason, it just never clicked in my head that she was married. But, you know, whenever they refer to Prince Philip, when I hear Prince, I, oh, you know, if you're married to the queen, you should be king. <laughs> you know, whether or not, you know, once, but then again, I don't know their stupid fucking rule here. And that's the whole reason we fucking had the Boston Tea Party. We don't have to deal with Um, But Prince Philip died at 99. You know, the guy looked like an inbred piece of shit anyway. You know? And then, like, I was watching this thing, and it's sort of like, <clears throat> when he was 17, he met the queen when she's 14. And, you know, and then it's all, all those are prearranged marriages anyway, but they were like hooking up when she was 14 and he was 17, which is just, you know, it's, I mean, well, of course it's how they, how, you know, they rearrange their, they arrange marriages, but you know, and speaking of that helps me get to my next, my next story. And then we'll go to break right after this. Um, speaking about 17 year olds and 14 year olds, <laughs> the cash me outside girl, uh, 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 Danielle Brigoli. The girl who got famous for uh, going on Dr. Phil and saying, cash me outside, how about that? Turned 18 in the past month or so. Uh, went on OnlyFans. And and trust me, I have my sources. Uh, has yet to... Made a shitload of money. Made a million dollars in six hours. Now, uh, when she first, first, first became famous, and it was it was, it was was in that transition time uh, when Jen and I were... When Jen was sort of co-hosting the podcast. And I was trying to explain to her, I was like... You know, she is only famous because she has big giant tits. Let's can we fucking be real about that? Like Jen was like, I don't know why she's famous. Yeah, she's famous because yes, there was there, we still we have all those people that there's millions of YouTube clips online that have like you know people who get you know do stupid shit on Mori Povich or do stupid shit on Doctor Phil or do stupid shit on any talk show during the day. She was famous because she had giant fucking tits at 14 or 15 or whatever the fuck. Call me a dirty old man or whatever. That's you don't catch the fucking you don't catch the attention of the world. Had had she been three hundred pounds, she would not be famous. You know, had she had she had, had she had those same big tits at fucking three hundred pounds, no one would have cared. She because she was she looked like a porn star at fucking fourteen years old. Let's fucking let's call it what it is. And so then you know she got a fucking rap contract and all this. And it's one of those deals where like you know she had notoriety and and nowadays you know for you to get a contract you know. You you just need a gimmick. Every every rapper, every 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 band, every performer, for lack of lack of a better term, he needs a gimmick. And, he, and she was the cash me outside girl. She was bad baby, and she did all this stupid repetitive music or whatever. But it it goes to show you that the minute she turned 18 and she was able to fucking cash in on the fucking thirst <laughs> of, of 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 millions of fucking <laughs> horny old men or whatever, made a million dollars in six hours. And mind you, she has yet to post a, a nude photo. And it's not, trust me, I don't, I'm not saying this because I, I did not join her or anything like that. But, you know, I know people. <laughs> I know people who know people. And the internet being the way it is, she has yet to And it's, it's all, you know, I'm no wrong. There's pictures of, like, her, like, with her hand over her tits and like that, or covering her nipples or like that. But, you know, it comes, it goes to show you that, you know, in a, in a world where, like, you know, you got Bad Baby or, like, Belle Delphine, you know, that's another one. You know, saying where like you know she looks young, she has fucking braces for Christ's sake. There is a fucking market for that out there. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's real. And and it, and and the money talks. 
you don't make a million dollars in six hours the day the day you turn 18 without proving that there's a you know there's there's a there's a there's a there was an audience out there that's willing to pay you know and she had like a ridiculous OnlyFans also like when you know a regular OnlyFans girl is like ten dollars a month or five dollars a month or whatever hers is like twenty five dollars a month like she she was charging like two or three times what the average you know OnlyFans person charges and people were paying it to the point where she made a million dollars in six hours. So it just goes to show you fucking the disgusting, depraved old men out there. And that's like I was trying to explain to Jen. Yeah, she's famous because she has big, giant fucking tits. And that's, you know, that's all you need, <laughs> apparently. An attitude, you know, I mean, she had a gimmick of cash me outside. She had a catchphrase. Catchphrase and big tits, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I the, mean, the horny old guys fucking you know, made her a millionaire. I mean, I didn't notice that, but I guess I just thought that maybe... <laughs> old men just really wanted what was she 14 at the time when that happened I, I think just old men really had a thirst for i guess yeah i mean don't be wrong, i'm not saying it's right or whatever i mean we're all fucking creeps and shit you know it's you know once again had she been 300 pounds she would have had her five minutes of fame you know with the cash me outside or whatever and then she would have faded away but she kept her fame because fucking had a porn star body you know before you know and 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 look, at, you know, I may sound like a sick fuck, but talking about it, but I mean, is it's not like there aren't 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds out there fucking. 15 and 16-year-old kids are out there fucking right now. There are 16-year-old mothers out there. It's a fucking, it's a whole show on MTV called 16 and Pregnant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's not like, you know, it's not like they're stealing the innocence of this this young girl or whatever. It's dummies who are who, who have the opportunity to be sexually active, and they can and they do, and shit like this happens. You know, luckily she hasn't been, not, surprisingly enough, she hasn't been knocked up before, since since she was four. You know, and she hangs out with a bunch of rappers and stuff like that, because you know, I follow her on her Instagram, because she's, she's entertaining. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and 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 I'm surprised. I mean, you know, she might have had a couple scare, or maybe she's on, <laughs> maybe she's on on birth control and hasn't gotten a blood clot yet. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, I mean, it just goes to prove that you know men are horrible, disgusting, evil animals. <laughs> and the minute she turns 18, we made her a millionaire. But she was technically already a millionaire before that because she had I read mean, her contracts and shit. I mean, but... you, I, I can't remember what her name is, but there was that one Disney chick. Um, I can't think of her name. She still has an OnlyFans too. Yeah, and her thing was like like the regular girls. I'm gonna look it up right now. The like the the regular average girl on OnlyFans were mad at her because she was like, "Oh, you're gonna be a celebrity and and come on to OnlyFans when this is supposed to be." Like, but that was let me tell you the same shit happened back in the day like years ago. I went to and this before you started the pot. Bella Thorne. That's the name of the girl you're talking about. Yeah. Bella Thorne, who was from Disney. Now back in the day, like right before you joined the podcast. Um, I was, I, I want, I started a Kickstarter to see if I can earn money, raise money to get a new laptop. And it was right around that time when I started the Kickstarter where the, the actor from Scrubs pulled this, uh, he pulled out like a, he started a Kickstarter to, to finance his movie. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're in Hollywood. You're ready in the machine. You, I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but you have, you have a face that people know and recognize. And it would have been very easy for you to find producers for your movie. Why are you coming to Kickstarter when Kickstarter is supposed to be for the average person who don't don't have that, those kind of resources and shit like that? And it was the same thing with Bella Thorne. She came from Disney. She kind of had she kind of had that reputation. And and then she went on OnlyFans. And it's the same thing. All of these girls are doing the same thing. They're, none of them are showing. None of them are actually getting naked. It's the girls, the five dollar a month nobodies that are getting naked. The celebrities, it's all lewd photos, not nude photo. They'll cover their nipples. Oh, here's the crack of my ass. You know, and some guys, I, I don't, I'm not an ass man. I don't give, but you know, here's my bare ass. Here's me with my hands over my nipples. Here's me, you know, just out of the shower, you know, and it's, 
you know. And then you know they they send you messages every day, you know. You know, what's your favorite sex position? Shit like. And then like the funny thing, and don't ask me how I know all this, <laughs> but you know, like for you to write back to them to send them the answer, they charge you five dollars just to fucking write them back. You know what I'm saying? They nickel and dime you. You join the OnlyFans, and then what they'll do is, okay, so you, let's just say you join the the bad baby OnlyFans, you pay the twenty five dollars, then she'll go, oh, here's a video of me, uh, in my underwear walking around my closet, my walk-in closet or whatever. But you got to pay another $10 for that video, you know, and there's guys who are fucking paying it. So don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's but that's that's how that's how it works. And so, you know, and then guys are at home and they're in the quarantine. You know, they haven't haven't been around another live human being in a minute. <laughs> they're horny and, you know, they'll pay a million dollars to an 18 year old. <laughs> I mean, listen, like, I'm not going to I'm not going to knock somebody like I mean, you see how stupid America is now. So, I mean, I mean, if I was, you know, I wasn't making a shitload of money. I mean, hey, look, I, I would, mean, I people would, are I not would... working. Yeah. People, the, you know, they're, they're, they're literally saying it's it's a problem now where people, places of employment are trying to, are trying hard to find employees, but people are making more money sitting at home collecting fucking unemployment. Well, because they're getting I the mean, poor. I, I'm not going to go into that too, but the, the, the problem with that is, is I hate when people start talking about that bullshit because there are people like me who are on unemployment because we're furloughed. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that are on unemployment. And that, by the way, this is the mass, this is the, the, the majority of people, mind you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's people that are staying on unemployment because they lost their job. And the people that are hiring all these fucking minimum wage jobs, who the fuck wants to go work at a restaurant and get COVID? Who the fuck wants to go to uh, Joe Smo shop and make minimum wage? Like, I mean, I, I completely understand that, Chris, you know? Mm -hmm. And fuck, you got till September to find a job now. Like, fucking, you know, if you can't find a job, get paid the what you what you should be making and, you know, find a job. Me? Yeah. I'm going back in May. I'm going back in another month or so. I'm good. I'll be off of underpaid. Trust me, I didn't want to be on. Well, no, you know, no, it's not. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not saying like people are milking the system to stay on unemployment, but these people that are hiring aren't giving. They're not offering enough money to. Yeah, entice that's the people. problem. <laughs> and that's like, the problem. They're not. If I can stay home and money. sit on my ass and collect money, then I'd rather sit home and ass than fucking go and. Well, I mean, that's that's part of the problem, Chris. Is these places don't want to spend the money to get people to come. Mm -hmm. If you want, if you want employees to work for you, compete. If you're going to have to compete with unemployment. So if you have to pay a fucking employee $18 an hour, guess what? Pay the fucking employee $18 an hour. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is, man. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it is it is what it is. Yeah. With that, we'll be back with more Dick Fart Joe. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building. Door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. 
It takes a powerful goddess like Connie to jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this, like, little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Victory Championship Wrestling presents Lethal Leap Year. On sale now for $9.99. Don't miss a single body slam or epic moment. Witness the showdown between Big Smooth and Johnny Slaughter for the BCW Championship. Go to bcwaction.com for exclusive events. Only found on bcwaction.com. And as an added bonus, the first 100 people to order this event will receive a free front row seat to the next event. And we're back. All right, Paul. So that was a good first half of the show. Let's get to the nerdy news. I don't have a lot this week. Uh, I mean, as we're recording this for the anniversary, not a lot has happened in the way of nerdy news. <laughs> um, but, but, okay, so while we were recording the last episode, I literally, like, as we were recording the last episode, I was in the middle of watching Godzilla vs. Kong <laughs> on HBO Max. I paused it. We recorded. I went back. As soon as we finished recording, I went back to uh, have Did you see it? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, it is so good. It is so good. Um, it's goofy as fuck. It is not serious at all. Where like Godzilla 2014 was like trying so hard to be fucking serious. Godzilla King of Monsters was serious, but it was also like with all the monsters and shit like that. Holy shit! It was, you know, the, it was a spectacle. And I'll give it. I'll give King of Monsters its respect that when it came to fucking giant monster fighting, it was a giant beautiful. You know, I mean, they, okay, they were fighting in the dark and it was lightning and rain and all this other shit. <laughs> but I'm saying it was like, it was, it was eye candy to watch, in my opinion. Godzilla vs. Kong throws all that shit out the window. <laughs> and like, and, and I mean that in the best possible way where like, it's a fun fucking movie. Um, you know, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. I mean, but I guess if you haven't seen it yet, you know, don't give a shit about it. Um, but it's fun. Okay, spoiler. They do introduce Mecha Godzilla into it. Uh, so you got Kong, you got Mechagodzilla, you got Godzilla. Uh, the parts with the people are, cause usually the, that's the, you know, every, every Godzilla movie you watch and you, the fucking parts of the people you want to gouge your fucking eyes out. Cause you know, I, the movie's called Godzilla versus Kong. It's not, you know, uh, Japanese soldiers running away. I didn't give a shit. I could give two shits about the military. I could give two shits about, you know, the scientists or people trying to break in into, you know, whatever. At least this movie, they kind of made it interesting. There's this whole goofy um subplot where it's the girl from Stranger Things, uh the kid from Deadpool 2 and uh the guy I believe he played he he was on that show Atlanta. He played a character called Paperboy and um so like it's those three and like the Paperboy, he's like a conspiracy theorist like uh you know, I mean if like if people in this world know about kaijus and shit like that, but like you know, he's trying to expose like the company for some secrets that they're hiding and shit like that. Which I think it was like when for them building Mecha Godzilla was like the good project no one would know about and um and a couple other things and so like they're sort of you know they get stuck in this you know this little subplot and it follows them and once again like 
I could give two shits about all that, but at least it was entertaining. You know, saying like they even like they, the guy says the guy who played Paperboy, they interviewed him. They said like they called that the Goonies section because that's what it, like it felt fun. It was light. It was it was airy. And of course, yes, there was a whole military situation where you know these people they were supplying they're supplying the military with these machines, these super because apparently like all the kaiju's come from the sen- well in King of Monsters there's ones that are aliens, but like all these giant monsters come from like the center of the earth, the hollow earth they call it. So. You know, like ones we've seen, like Godzilla and King Kong, they've come up through the cracks. They've come up through holes and shit like that. And you know, or or they've they've you know, or their parents, or you know, like they've come from everything. Or all these giant kaiju's originate from the Hollow Earth or whatever. Which I think it's very smart because, um, you know, this is all the studio's legendary, and they want to they they're really trying their hardest to fucking connect these movies to uh, Pacific Rim. So at least now. When uh, once Pacific Rim had, they thought it was a portal to another universe at the bottom of the ocean or shit like that. Uh, they can say, oh no, it wasn't a portal to another universe. It was a portal to the Hollow Earth. And then like Mecha Godzilla was kind of like the first Jaeger. You know, like in Pacific Rim, they called the big giant robots Jaegers. So Mecha Godzilla was sort of like the first version of a Jaeger and shit like. You know, then they have to figure out another way to operate it because Mecha Godzilla loses. Spoiler. <laughs> so um, I just I dug it. I just thought for a goofy. You know, and I'm glad they didn't take it serious. It was very fun. It was de- it's definitely like a blockbuster. Um, you know, I, I'm glad I saw it. I kind of wish they kind of I wish they kind of held off a little bit more and had that like that like that let that be the movie that sort of like when all the when when every state now avail makes it available for theaters to be open like that would have been the movie to like you know save the save the industry or whatever because it could have. And the funny thing is that like. Like right as of right now, like they're they are giving it at the local drive-in by us, and I mean I you know I I will probably <laughs> you know probably sometime soon go see it uh go see it in the drive-in go see it because they have they have double feature. The last time I saw it was like Godzilla and Kong and that movie Nobody, which is the guy from a Better Call Saul, where he's kind of like doing like a John Wick thing. And he's a nobody, and then you know but then like he's actually very trained or something. So you know I'll go see Nobody and Godzilla versus Kong at the fucking drive-in. Okay, why not? Okay. What else? Uh, there's no official word yet, but uh, the rumors are that that we we might have a New York Comic Con this year. Um, I think they they are heavily relying on a uh, an online element, because even if they do have it this year, it's going to be in reduced numbers. There's no way it's going to be as large as as. Oh no, not a lot of people to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people who don't want to go, but I'm sort of I'm I'm so fucking thirsty. <laughs> I'm so thirsty for New York Comic Con that like shit. I got my vaccination. Let's go. I'm I'm ready to fucking take that risk, and I know I talked a lot of shit about like who were people who are, like going out now, but then again, I'm also talking about something that's happening in like literally over six months. We'll have the whole summer to see where the numbers are going, and she like, and once again, I mean, I got nothing to lose. If I get a press pass and then I decide to change my mind at the last minute, I'm not losing any money. I'm not losing a dime. But uh, as of right now, I'm certainly planning on going uh, to New York Comic Con, uh, and, and you know, I don't know what the restrictions are because you know we want. I don't know what it's going to be when it comes to when interviewing people because shit <laughs> you know whenever we were doing the interviews and shit like that you know those people are packed in rooms and shit like so i mean they may change the rules and everything but i mean i'm super excited and once again i think you know they're gonna along with san diego comic-con they're going to compensate by having a large online presence and all this stuff isn't known because we'll, we usually get our stuff like around may it was like six months. It's usually about six months before Comic Con. We start getting a million emails and shit like that, which I haven't gotten an email yet. But there's our articles. You know, they're certainly looking to. And once again, we have six months to get more of our shit together 
where Comic-Con becomes a lot more feasible. People get their shots, even if we're like, I don't need my shots. Uh, <laughs> people get their shots, and, uh, and hopefully we can get to, you know, and hey, if it needs, if, if need be, like, oh, we need you to take a picture of your fucking vaccinations and email to us, I will fuck, <laughs> I'll blow it up as a poster size and wear it on my chest. I'll wear that with, I'll wear my, my vaccines with my fucking press pass over my chest, you know. I'm, I'm clean, people. You know, I got enough dirty shit, but, <laughs> well, actually, no, I'm not, I have no CDs, according to my doctor, but you know what I mean. So uh, I'm super excited for the possibility of New York Comic Con. Once again, well over six months away, six months of, of people getting their shit together and shit in order. Super excited. Uh, Alfred Molina, the gentleman who played uh, Dr. Octopus in the 2004 uh, Spider-Man uh, 2, directed Sam Raimi, was interviewed, and I guess apparently like the Disney Marvel uh, lawyers didn't get did get to him because apparently he had an interview where like he revealed a lot of shit. Well, first and foremost, he hasn't even been officially confirmed to be in Spider-Man: No Way Home, the third Spider-Man Disney Marvel movie, or should I say Sony Disney Marvel movie? But he hasn't even been officially confirmed yet, and he basically in an interview said, "Yep, I'm in the movie, and it's been you know 18 years since I've worn this outfit or whatever. But you know, it's it's all gonna be. I, I think it's all CGI in this one. You know, I just have to sit here and you know and and look like I'm moving my body where the the, the tentacles are doing their thing. So, um, but once again, like he's an older guy. Like, what are they gonna do to him? <laughs> like, you know, what are you gonna do? Say I can't do this anymore? Say I can't work for Disney anymore? Like, you know, he's." He's a movie. Tell Disney to go fuck themselves. I mean, I hope they don't do anything stupid. I hope like they don't cut him out of the movie like that. And I don't. And he didn't. He didn't speak to fuck Disney. Like he's not doing it to you know. And if anything, people are talking about it now. So it's almost like a, a backwards promotional thing. Sort of like when they leaked uh, the Deadpool. You know, uh, the Deadpool preview or whatever. You know, the proof of concept video. You know, it's just getting more people thinking about it. And I and I'm I'm certainly excited about hearing that Alfred Molina because you know you and I are pretty much in agreement that you know that's like one of the if not the best Spider-Man movie, you know, top one of the top Spider-Man movies. Uh, this. So yeah, I'm, that was that was definitely the, one of the best ones. Yeah, I'm super excited to and know first to just hear that he's in it and he's Doc Ock. And I think what they're gonna do is they sort of uh, there's a little bit more, but I, just for for the reasons I don't want to spoil it. I heard a little bit more how he's in how he comes to be in the movie, but I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. I don't want to spoil that part for him. But he is in it, and but you know I think it relates to the whole. Um, the same way they had J. Jonah Jameson. Like, we saw J. Jonah Jameson uh, played by, uh, uh, oh my god, J.K. Simmons, but he didn't look like he did in the Sam Raimi movie. So it's J. Jonah Jameson, but it's almost like a J. Jonah Jameson from a different universe. So the same right. thing. He can be Doc Ock from a different universe. He can be Doc Ock from the Sam Raimi universe, you know, which would be different from a Doc Ock that would be in the Sony Disney Marvel universe. So, I mean... You know, the, the you know, and once again, which sort of confirms the multiverse, which we all know what's going to happen anyway. But you know, I mean, if they're having Andrew Garfield and and, to, and Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland, I mean, obviously there's a multiverse. Um, but I'm super excited about. It. Um, I don't know if you saw the. Did you see the trailer for Army of the Dead? Zack Snyder's of the Dead. Yeah. Um, yes, I did. Yeah, that, look, that's looks just so fucked. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's I mean, insane. You know, and the whole thing is that, like, you know, I mean, I know we're we're just we're still fresh off like really Snyder cut and everything like that. You know, Zack Snyder does bleak good. He does dark good. I mean, when I say dark, I'm not see not physically dark. Um, but I mean, he does movies that are fucking sad and depressing and 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 I mean, the action's great. I mean, the 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 remake of Dawn of the Dead was fucking fantastic. So you know, this is gonna be one of those movies. You know, guys, you know, mercenaries in Vegas, 
while fucking wild zombies. I think they're supposed to be like smart zombies or whatever the case may be, but you know, this movie has a lot of style to it. Once again, right up Zack Snyder's alley. It's, it seems like a dark movie. You know what I'm saying? I think pretty much all the fucking heroes are going to die once again, right up, <laughs> right up Zack Snyder's alley, you know, I, but it's also, it looks actually packed. It looks like it's going to be fun, you know, dark, but fun. You know, so, you know, he doesn't, you know, he, I don't think he should have ever had touched any of the Superman movies, <laughs> but, you know, Watchmen 300, uh, you know, even Justice League, you know, uh, he kind of redeemed himself with the Snyder cut, you know, like bringing, having characters that, you know, when the, the Joss Whedon version, like Flash and, and Cyborg were sort of jokes and stuff like that, he kind of gave us more intensity and, and made them more valid to story when his version as opposed to Joss Whedon version. Uh, Army of the Dead looks really good. It comes out really soon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay, we were talking about Godzilla vs. Kong. The new Mortal Kombat movie should be on HBO Max in a couple of days, I think, before the before the month is over. They pushed it back because Godzilla vs. Kong was so well. And it's sort of like, like I want... like The trailers are doing nothing for me for this new Mortal Kombat movie. Like, I, I, actually, like, I actually think it's going to be good, dude. I mean, I hope so. Maybe it's just me, you know. But like, like, I, like. Remember, they had like they were, there were people who were sort of like doing like a, like an independent movie online almost. Like it was, there was there were people there were there were like people making movies online. It was like it was on YouTube. There were like little clips of like a, I forgot what the hell it was called. Like I don't know. All I'm saying is, I mean, of course I'm gonna watch it and shit like. And you know, and, and I you know I still have a special place in my heart for the for the first Mortal Kombat movie. Um, but it's sort of like. I don't, I don't want to say it looks bad, but it looks bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want it to look good. I want it. I want to be excited about it. But I'm, and you think I would? It's right in my wheelhouse. But no. I, I think you're gonna be wrong about that one. I, uh, please, please let me be wrong. Um, of course, the passing of DMX, Dark Man X. Uh, you know, it's funny when you go back and you look at like, in like '98 and 2004. Like he was, he was releasing like two albums a year. And I think like he was like the first artist ever to have two albums go platinum in this year, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, back in the early 2000s, you know, and that's when and that's when he was doing like Romeo Must Die, and what's the other Exit Wounds with the Steven Seagal, and Exit Wounds, and there was one other movie that he did with Jet Li. Um, whatever. But I'm just saying is you know there was a time when he was like on top of the world, you know, doing drugs, and that's what fucking kills me. You know, I guess all the fame, fame and money in the world and shit like that. You know, he overdosed and it, it to the point where you know it just goes to show you that like you know, when you have your fucking demons, man. You know, you can't fucking you know all the fame and money and fortune, loving the world doesn't change it. Cause you know, I really liked uh, when he, the one album he had was like uh, it's dark and hell is hot. Like that was a great fucking album. And when that came out, like, you know, I, I had that on cassette to show you how long ago it was. I had a cassette bump the shit in my car all the time. Um, you know, I wasn't the biggest DMX fan. Of course, I like, like, you know, party up in here. You know, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. And, you know, even to this day, like, you know, uh, X gonna give it to you. You know, they used in with, you know, Rick and Morty and Deadpool. Like, that that was that song was such a fucking anthem that, you know, they used it. You know, they still use it 20 years later and still get you mm-hmm. fucking hyped up. But, you know, I mean, rest in peace, DMX, you know. Like, he seemed like one of those... He had a lot of, I mean, he did he did have a lot of anti-gay. When you listen to his shit now, he was sort of he had a lot of lyrics that were like anti-gay, and and was you know, of course it was a different time twenty years ago when those albums came out and shit like that, uh, and, you know. And I'm glad like he wasn't officially canceled because of shit like that. Of course that comes along with the whole street bravado thing of like I'm a tough guy or whatever. But like he was, it was. I mean, I hate to say that like you know, doth protest too much. <laughs> 
<laughs> you keep screaming about how not gay you are, so usually that means that there's something <laughs> you might be gay. But you know, I, I don't know. I I I I I don't know. He did he did have a lot of anti-gay fucking licks, which sort of like you know once again nowadays it will probably get you canceled and shit like that. But you know, I I'm I'm just glad he wasn't canceled where he died with that. Um, okay, a couple more things. Uh, they had WrestleMania the other day. And I guess like now Peacock bought out the WWE or something. Not not that they buy it out, but I mean the the new contract. They so bought like, out they bought out the the network basically. Yeah. So I think it's it's I think it's smart. You know, what I'm saying like uh, you know uh, nowadays you know cable isn't what it used to be. You know, so I mean I know they still have Raw and shit like that, which you know nowadays you go watch Raw and you go watch SmackDown the next day on Hulu and shit like that. Um, but on you know to to for them it was so smart for them to have WrestleMania on Peacock because I actually watched it <laughs> you know I, you know and mind you I used to be a big I used to be a diehard WrestleMania fan I went to WrestleMania 20 you know when I was a kid I was lucky enough a couple times to go to Madison Square Garden to see wrestling you know and even in my later teens or whatever I used to go when they when they they played like a Nassau Coliseum I went a couple times with my friends and stuff like that we drove out to Long Island um you know, but I haven't watched it in years. And let me tell you, I watched it the other day and I was thoroughly entertained. I mean, it's the Daniel Bryan who I fucking can't. <laughs> but, uh, and it was a two night event. They had like, it was like six hours all day. It was like three hours Saturday, three hours. Um, the one thing I loved was, and I, I do kind of, I, I, the stuff I know about wrestling is because I see people post about it online. So I, even though I don't officially watch wrestling, I get informed about it because other people talk about it. Uh, but there's that girl, Bailey. Who was like, you know, a couple like a couple years ago, she was sort of like the baby face, and she was like, you know, goofy, silly, really full of energy, peppy girl or whatever. Then she had a heel turn where she turned bad and stuff like that, and turned to a bitch. And so now that Bailey is most like a Karen, like they gave her the haircut and everything, where she has like a Karen haircut and she's getting into people's faces. It reminds me of like when Eddie Guerrero's wife, um, when Eddie's Guerrero's wife, like after Eddie Guerrero died, like. They didn't want to watch his family go broke, so they kind of gave his wife a job on a WWE, and it was her her whole thing was sort of being that loud, shrill, annoying woman that everyone hates. So Bailey sort of filled that spot where they they literally made her into a Karen, where they, she has like glasses and the Karen haircut, which I think is fucking brilliant. I think it's very funny, and you know, and Bailey's a likable character, so she knows, you know, she she's entertaining enough where she can pull off the the character that you hate, you know, and and you know the best wrestlers are the ones you hate, you know, the ones you know you want to see them get dropkick shit. I thought that was really um I think I don't know since the last time we recorded the Suicide Squad trailer, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn Suicide Squad, which we don't know exactly how it's related to the first Suicide Squad, but it still has like a uh Rick Flag. I wanna say Randall Flag, but I know that's from this uh, you know, so does the Harley Quinn. So there's still a couple there's a couple of characters that carried over, but I don't know if this is officially connected to the other Suicide Squad. It still has the woman who played Amanda Waller. Um so there's still like, you know, Rick Flag. I want to say Rick Flag. I keep Rick Flag, Rick Har- <laughs> Harley Quinn, and Amanda Waller. So those all those characters are back, but I don't know if it's connected. If it's supposed to be connected to um, your other Suicide Squad. It might be. It might not be. I don't know. It's going to be a weird sort of limbo where you know all the parts you like, yeah, it's connected. The parts you don't like, it's not connected. But uh, you know, I mean, I like James Gunn. James Gunn makes great movies. I love Guardians of the Galaxy too. Uh, they're bringing uh, a character Starro. Which was, you know, was a big giant in Star, which is like from like the early Superman comics, was character Star, which is like, because like in early Superman comics, like Superman collected aliens from other universes and shit, like other planets and shit. He kind of like, in his Fortress of Solitude, he had like a zoo, for the lack of a better term. And I think it was one of those deals where he sort of like, he was, since he was like the last of Krypton, all the 
animals he kept in his zoo were like also like the last of their race or whatever. Like he was sort of preserving them and shit. And Starro was one of those characters where it's weird cosmic starfish that I think can read minds. Little Starros come j- jumping out of its body and shit like that. And there's a big eye in the middle. So James Gunn made that like it looks like that's the it's I mean it's not the last big bad boss, but you know, he said let's fucking have a big giant kaiju <laughs> in a superhero movie. Which I think is pretty funny, and especially as a, as a goofy ass character as Starro is, um, you know, to take it seriously in, in, in a movie. So that looks exciting. Okay, two more things. Batman The Long Halloween. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but, you know, the DC animated movies never fail uh, based on The Long Halloween comic book, which is sort of weird because uh, I think the, the Matt Reeves Batman movie that's coming up is also somewhat based in The Long Halloween. Or has roots, in, even though it's not like a direct translation, has roots in it. So at least we'll probably get a taste of what's going to be in a Matt Reeves movie, uh, the one with Robert Pattinson, uh, if you watch the. And it's going to be broken up into two pieces. Uh, so part one comes out soon. And like I said, DC movies don't fail. Uh, the sad thing is, you know, the girl who was on Glee that that drowned in a boat a couple months back. Yeah. Uh, she was she was the voice of like she did the, she recorded the voice of Catwoman. So I mean I I mean you know it's a shame that you know I mean I'm I'm glad they kept her and stuff like that, but. Yeah, you know, I guess, you know, she could have had a, a career doing voiceovers and stuff like that, but unfortunately, her tragic death. And then my last thing I want to talk about was, and this is, I want to enjoy it. I'm rolling my eyes. The Ghostbusters Afterlife teaser. Now, they they, they put out a, one a couple months back where it's like the kids and, you know, the kid finds the proton pack and the trap in his basement or whatever. And it's supposed to be like, I think it's like Egon's grandkids or some shit. And uh, so they had that trailer a while back. And I, and one thing I do like about the Ghostbusters movies, they they're goofy, like they get silly, but they also like when it comes to the ghosts and shit like that, they kind of make them serious and stuff like that. And when you watch the trailer, it almost looks like you're watching like the beginning. It looks like you're watching a trailer for a horror movie. But then they had this scene with uh, what's face Ant Man, um, and he's in a fucking he's in a supermarket, and they have little baby Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Like for some reason, whatever you know, it's ghost activity or whatever the case. And somewhat related to the first movie, but like we really need, like this is it, it, it's sort of pandering. It's it reminds me of like Baby Groot and Baby Yoda, like where they have to have this cute CGI character in the movie so like kids can like it or people like you know so you, you know you're, like people's girlfriends like who don't give a shit about Ghostbusters like oh I like the Baby Stay Puff like it seems like such a fucking pandering move for them to put that and I'm it like fucking angers me because like I'm gonna go see Ghostbusters anyway. I like the movies. I trust, uh, you know, Ivan Reitman's son, because uh, he's right, he wrote and directed it. You know, I trust him. He's he's put some, he's done some good movies. But when I see this shit, I'm like, oh god, I wonder if this was like a studio thing. Like, oh, we need like a character for, you know, that we can make toys for him and for the kids to, so we can put in fucking Happy Meals so kids can go out and f- go see Ghostbusters. You know, I'm hoping it's like a small part of the movie. I hope it's not, you know, but it's like, but then again, you know, The Mandalorian was a great show, even though it had Baby Yoda in it also. So maybe it'll be something like that where like it's there to kind of sucker in the people who aren't big fans into watching it because the Mandalorian once again the Mandalorian was great even though Baby Yoda seemed very fucking pandering so I'm I'm hoping they do it right and like I said I trust Ivan Reitman's son but just when I saw that I just rolled my fucking eye. like I saw the I saw my brain I rolled my eyes so fucking um anything else before we call it a night no that's that's it let's wrap this up that's, that's what, what she said. said. <laughs> Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net and .com for all things show-related. You can find links to our iTunes page. If you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and get all the brand-new episodes as soon as they come out. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, and have an Android device, you'll find us under Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. 
where uh, if you're someone now, mind you, I have been on furlough for over a year now. So, but when I was out and about, uh, you know, I'd put um, listen offline, listen later, and available offline. So you know, you download all the podcasts you listen to, and while you're out and about running your errands, or maybe what I will be doing when I'm out exercising, if I ever get around to doing that, you know, you could listen to your podcast, you know, without killing your data or killing your battery by downloading it while you're at home in your Wi-Fi spot. Uh, no Oscar letter this this week, but I did work on the quality of the last episode, and I got the heavy breathing off. The <laughs> I figured out how to get it off. Um, but uh, okay, and it, so you can use Stitcher if you have an Android device, or you can go right to the source and find us on SoundCloud. Search Two Strangers One Podcast. I make all every episode available or download there. Uh, so if for whatever reason you don't have a subscription service, uh, you can download each specific, uh, as you like. Um, we want your money. We need your money. And even though I have plenty of time, I have plenty of time on my hands, but I'm working on other creative projects that I haven't really spoken about. But uh, it takes two seconds to like and subscribe to us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash two strangers, one podcast, like the page, uh, like the page, share the page, share the episode, like the episode, all that good stuff on Facebook. Uh, you can do it that way. Uh, if you want to write to us, like the last episode when I got cursed out by Oscar, who we thought was dead and I thought maybe COVID finally got to him. Uh, if you want to curse us out, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com spelled out two one podcast mail.com and curse me out like Oscar does. Um, what else? We're on Twitter. You can stop at Stranger Podcast. Um, I don't do too much activity on Twitter, but uh, we are there. And of course, a lot of things on Twitter. My Stranger Vlogs. I, I've been I've been coming up with ideas for Stranger Vlogs. I just haven't had a chance to really sit down and record them. I kind of want to I want to script these ones up. My last Stranger Vlogs were sort of just like me talking off the top of my head. I kind of want to script these, but I kind of have a couple of good ones in my mind to talk about. And so I'm gonna probably start bringing that back. Um, you have my audiobook, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. You can listen to the audiobook of my second novel on uh, YouTube. Just search for Two Strangers Podcast. And you can find all the episodes. That's our, that's what it is. Um, we've been on SoundCloud for about four years now. Uh, any episode before that, once again, we're on our nine-year anniversary. So if you want to hear the first five years of Two Strangers One Podcast, you can find us all on YouTube. Just look up Two Strangers One Podcast. Uh, I get a dime every time I say that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I will. Um, you can find my audiobook, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. You can find three of my albums. And I've been working on a fourth album. Actually, I'm almost pretty much done with it. Uh, of electronic music. Um, I just have to make videos for it so I can upload them, but you can listen to my first three uh, albums worth of music under my name, XLNYC, on YouTube. And, of course, on Stitcher, I mentioned earlier, you can find pretty much every podcast worth listening to, except for the Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan went over to Spotify, and like, you can only find them on Spotify now. But uh, any podcast worth listening, include, including Paul's Other Baby, the Tanami Faithful podcast, are all available on Stitcher. And I can't think of anything else. I acquiesce to 40. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can um, email me, Paul Pascrillo, at TanamiFaithful.com. And, um, yeah, that's about it. All right. And I told Paul, this is going to be a quick episode, probably about an hour. <laughs> we are almost two hours later. Yeah, uh, <laughs> We certainly hope you enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. You should be fapping. She's 18 now. God. (laughs) Here we go, man. Go ahead. Double jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. (laughs) 
fucking oh. her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee. But it is spelled C O L O N. Him, honey. But. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, the materialist. I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I got to meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia. Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. <laughs> Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. L-U-L-U.com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just wanted to spell it out. <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on. Come I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know, you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. 
No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, 